This is the Northside Story Podcast. I am your host, Blake the Cat Miller, and I am solo dolo tonight. No Jake Baki. He's going to be out again this episode. One more, I'm going to have to put him on the pup. Got to put him on that four-week window. But you have me. We got a lot to cover. We're going to go over the matchups of week five. We're going to go over Baki's bets. He sent me his picks. And we got my underdog pick of the week. So short and sweet, let's get into it. Onward to week five matchups. Since we got the Thursday night games in the books, let's start with, I mean, let's start with some of the biggest blowouts already. Uh, the Chicago Bears put a whooping on the Washington Commanders, and House Targaryen is putting a whooping on my podcast host, Jake Bakke. House Targaryen is going up against Nakuda Matata. Both teams are 1-3, but House Targaryen is starting out with a 50-point lead. 50-point lead all coming off the back of DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I mentioned in the last episode, has started to pick it up as of late. Seems like that connection with uh, Justin Fields is starting to uh, starting to connect, especially in that Denver matchup where he was able to get that touchdown, um, 130, 131 yards in that, in that Denver matchup, touchdown in that matchup as well. But then we go over to the Washington, three touchdowns, 230 yards off of 10 targets, a 50-burger, 50-burger. This is some Tyreek Hill stuff right here. With that, that launches her projection total to 143. And how she's going to get there, she's going to get there off the back of what I mentioned is going to be the revenge game for Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is on the road against Minnesota. Very leaky defense coming off kind of probably one of her, one of the more lackadaisical uh, outputs that he's had as a starting quarterback against the Jets last week going up against Minnesota. Bad defense. Oh, Points will be flying in that game. Damian Pierce, better matchup last week. He's also got a, a pretty decent matchup, I think, against Atlanta. Both teams are going to try to uh, dominate the dominate the run, especially Atlanta. Um, still a little bit of a not-so-great option, I think, here. But she's got to do what she's got to do to roll out her lineup. Maybe looking into the health or availability of Ramondre Stevenson. He's currently questionable, remain limited in practice on Thursday, so may not be an option. Damian Pierce, top 25 running back. He's been over 10 points the last two. I think the big point for him is just nailing that touchdown. Um, pretty good week. Three, still, still averaging three and a half yards per carry. Questionable. Kyron Williams looks ready to go against Philadelphia. It's kind of a tough defense, but... If there's anything that we saw out of uh, Philadelphia's defense heading into last week against uh, Washington, points could be there for him. Adam Thielen consi- uh, consistently is just a consistent target. Um, going to get, going up against a Detroit team, pretty good offense. Uh, Detroit's got a sneaky, sneaky, pretty good defense. Um, always interested in that. But if you got a number one option on a on a relatively okay uh, offensive team, you'll take that. Uh, Dallas Goddard. I don't even care. Who cares about Dallas Goddard? Who cares about the really the tight end landscape? A lot of interest. You're going to be searching out for for something close to being reliable. Uh, tight end option. Dallas Goddard is the only one on her bench that she can throw out there. There's really not that many great options in the free agent pool, especially in our league. And our league's only a ten team league, so you got to do what you got to do. But there's it's just not not an appealing option. Tutu Atwell. Ooh, this is the first game with Cooper Cup projected to start, come back. Uh, I think the whole world is waiting if uh, 
to see what, how that offense shakes out. I think if there is anyone that's going to take the greatest hit, it's going to be Tutu. Um, kind of pushes Tutu into that wide receiver three role. I know the Rams throw the ball a lot, but how many targets are, are essentially going to be there for Tutu? It remains to be seen. Bill's defense, not much. Looking at her bench, um, Christian Kirk's still there. I don't see don't see much she can really do. I guess my only one I would like to go back to Tank Dell over 2-2. All right. This Philadelphia matchup against the Rams, uh, spread I believe is just four and a half. It's a little bit tighter. They're going to be at home. See, this is a game. Man, this might be my underdog pick of the week, but I see this is a sneaky game. The Rams can maybe win this, win this one out. Defense hasn't really been inspiring for Philadelphia, but Tank Dell against Atlanta, he's I consider him as the number one option. That offense has started to really pick it up. You're not going to be battling. And also Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's coming off the IR. So, I mean, Cooper Cup's going to go slide right into there. So she doesn't even have to worry about that. Let's go over to Kuna Matata. Kuna Matata's got his just absolutely sick, sick starting lineup with Lamar Jackson uh, against, uh, against Pittsburgh. That team hasn't held anyone to anything, any defense, offense. I see Aaron Jones against Las Vegas. Las Vegas is rated as one of the one of the more comfortable teams you can run against. Uh, two rushing touchdowns last week from Justin Herbert. Uh, that running back team back there is a little banged out without Austin Eckler, but there were some moments that they were break they could uh, break some off. Alvin Kamara continues to be a target machine with his eleven targets or eleven catches last week. I, I expect that to con- to continue on the road against New England. 14.3. That's pretty high, though. I mean, we're really banking on that type of pass volume to continue. So I'm a little hesitant on that projections, but still a good spot. Good running back to roll out. Garrett Wilson against Denver. It's just Sertan. Um, can Zach Wilson get rid of the ball? Zach Wilson looked pretty good last week. So am I going to see what I saw last week, or am I going to see what I've consistently seen all year, this year and last year, Zach Wilson? It remains to be seen. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the latter. I'm gonna take we're gonna get a little bit more regression to what we've seen. Uh but Garrett Wilson is has a talent, especially at now that we're hitting bye week. There's really not that much options you can really do there. Pukanakua talked about with the the return of Cooper Cup. What's 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 gonna shake out Puka? Puka's got the talent. Um I don't see him getting absolutely shoved off this offense. I talked about it last week. I think definitely we're gonna see the targets coming down, maybe a little bit more red zone opportunity opening up for him. Travis Kelsey revenge game after kind of a dud on thir- on Sunday Night Football this past week. I'm not worried about him against that Minnesota defense. Lock and load. Uh, for Jake, the biggest question that always comes in is flex spot. Is it the Michael Pittman show? Is it Nico Collins? Is it Raheem Mostert? Is it even George Pickens? He's got plenty of options. Um, he, let, he picked up Cole Komet, left him on the bench. And his own IR spot, he's got Jonathan Taylor. Is Jonathan Taylor going to start this week? I feel like if I was Jake, if Jonathan Taylor is starting this week, you may want to hold him out. I know he's a, I mean, when healthy, he's a top three running back. But Zach Moss has been running the ball pretty well. I don't see him hopping out of the gate and being the 20-back carry uh, that is expected out of him. So I have some question marks. That's a tough decision, I think. Maybe one that Jake will figure out early Sunday morning because Pittman, Nico Collins, Raheem Mostert, or Jonathan Taylor, he needs a home run. 
he definitely needs a home run since he's already down 15. Since he's already down 50, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to take House Hargarian in this matchup. On to the next matchup, we got QB Sneaks going up against Fitch. Fitch is the one of two 4 0 teams. QB Sneaks 2 and 2. QB Sneaks off to a hot start. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is back to that set it, forget it. He, he really is. Set it, forget it. Don't have to worry about it. Um, that offense has picked up these last couple weeks, and it's really surprisingly came off the back of his passing game. Maybe there's some questions about the defense they've gone up against. Both teams have been have been giving up a lot of points, especially last week against Philadelphia for Washington. You look at the Broncos team that uh, Justin Fields took on last week. Uh, they gave up a 70-burger. That's going to be the national storyline going forward. But watching Justin Fields operating that offense right now, Definitely a lot of confidence in his passing game, especially with his connection with DJ Moore. The running game is picked up. It seems like they have figured it out. So Justin Fields, any question marks you have about th- about him? I think, I think no matter what, he's starting at this point. I think uh, take away these last two weeks, you're heading into a matchup, and you didn't see what he was able to put up against Denver or this Washington one. Maybe you'd have some questions. Maybe there's a bigger boom play or more a consistent play out in your waiver wire. But I think right now with these last couple of games and what he's been able to produce through the air, you got to roll him out and you're also rolling out Christian McCaffrey. I talked about Christian McCaffrey sending out a video in our Instagram page, Northside story underscore FF. And I asked the question, what is there any trade out there? Any trade out there that anyone would take for you to trade Christian McCaffrey off your team? I don't see it. There's not, there's no realistic trade out there. Um, that I would do. And I don't think QB sneaks would either. He's inserting Brees Hall into the lineup this week. I'm looking at his buys. He doesn't have Jerome Ford. Doesn't have Joshua Kelly. It's the most logical sense, but I'm looking at Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, both in the starting lineup. Rough. Just rough. When we talked about that Jets backfield, Jake and I, and there's really not there's really not one person that's truly separating this. Now Brees Hall had a much better game predicated just off the offense uh, kind of opening up against that in that KC matchup. But Dalvin Cook has looked like a guy running in quicksand this year. Um, whether that's him swapping teams and not getting a true training camp or if it's just them kind of him showing his legs. Dalvin Cook, I felt like coming into this offense with Aaron Rodgers, he would have been the perfect guy that you can throw balls to out of the backfield. Hasn't really been that that um hasn't really worked out that way. I feel like a lot of his opportunities are coming through traditional run sets, and he just hasn't looked explosive. He hasn't looked like the Dalvin Colt Dalvin Cook as of old. But it's bye week. You got to roll out the best possible lineup you can, and that for and that means for QB sneaks. That's Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Darren Waller's still on this team. Darren Waller is just a product of just poor, poor, poor offensive scheme that uh, the Giants are just wasted talent it is just such a bummer but you got guys on your team like cd lamb and aj brown you can make up for these down weeks aj brown going against the los angeles rams bunch of young corners young safeties young defense as a whole i see uh philadelphia able to produce there and cd lamb against san francisco it's gonna be a tough matchup but if there's any area of the field that you can exploit against san francisco is going to be their um their secondaries, their corners. They had a big injury with uh Chardavius Ward. Oh no, I hate I hate guessing 
players. But I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to cut it out because it is what it is. Uh, looking at his bench, really not much on his bench. I mentioned the buys. He has Keenan Allen on by, Joshua Kelly, Jerome Ford. Dalton Kincaid is still there. I don't I don't understand why. Niners defense. He always runs with two. He's keeping them. Brock Purdy, AJ Dillon. Nothing I would change on that on that on his bench and his starting lineup. Looks like a pretty solid starting lineup. And especially when you have a 35 point lead, you're gonna take it. Going over to Fitch. If there's anyone that can match that 35, I can see Jalen Hurts doing it. Rams are uh, a team that can put up a lot of points, but they can also give up a lot of points. I f- feel like that's gonna be a high scoring event. Jalen Hurst is definitely, anytime he's within three yards of the end zone, he is a rushing threat. Um, a couple of cut, a couple of rushing touchdowns and a couple of passing touchdowns can get him right back on track with Justin Fields. We got James Cook against Jacksonville on the road because that's a London game, and we all know Jacksonville's at home on that day. But you're gonna you're gonna start your Fitch is gonna start his starting running backs no problem with James Cook DeAndre Swift I mentioned DeAndre Swift kind of that high end RB two maybe low end RB one rest of the season going against this Rams team that that he's gonna be able to produce against Justin Jeffrey Justin Jefferson we got that big high scoring uh, event that I believe is gonna happen against KC he's gonna be able to produce the big question marks I have on his team is his second wide receiver down. Chris Olave, is New Orleans going to figure out their offense? Is New, is Chris Olave still a number one wide receiver? Because what I've been seeing out of the Saints as of late, whether it's with Derek Carr dressed ready to go or during the Green Bay game and James Winston came in the fold, Chris, this offense doesn't look like it's the one that will be able to supply Chris Olave with like wide receiver one numbers. I don't see it. Um, going on, going up against New England that struggled. Uh, they're a good defense as a as a whole. So another tough test for New Orleans that I'm interested to see, not only in, in terms of fantasy purposes, but for my season long bet that I have on them. Are are they for real? Because they're starting to lose this division. The Bucks have been playing some good football. Evan Ingram, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect out of Evan Ingram. I think the talent's there. Uh, Jacksonville's kind of struggled as of late. They had a pretty decent game against Atlanta last week in London. Maybe, maybe I feel like there's just a lot of pass catchers here. That offense isn't really clicking on all cylinders yet, so I don't feel like there's much to spread out yet, and it's just not going to Evan. Evan, I feel like it's one of those guys that. It's kind of like the one of the upper echelons in terms of boom of us for the tight end spot. There's some consistency there. Uh, he's obviously a talent, but we still haven't had that game where, where, where I feel like where he was drafted at. If I look at Brian's team, eighth round pick, kind of like that middle dead zone where he missed out on all the top tight ends and. Uh, there was probably some still good wide receiver running backs there, but Evan Ingram kind of fit that mold. Was like, what is what's gonna what is his involvement when he is a focal point? He's a guy that can make six to eight catches in a game, but he hasn't hit it yet. So I'm interested on that. And Zay Flowers is always interesting. Um, going up against Pittsburgh, though, pretty they've shown just to be a bad defense this this year. Just stay away from Watt. Wrecking things and all Zay Flowers need is just something 
something out wide or break something off. There's, there's really not much. But he needs to figure it out, though. After week one, catching nine passes, he's had nine, four, eight, three. Um, looks like every other game he's getting 10 targets. So by that logic, he's on pace for a 10-target game, but has not cracked 10 points since week one. So question marks there. Jake Elliott, probably another 30-burger. All right, we're looking at matchups here. It looks pretty close. If I had to pick anyone here, I do. Man, it's hard picking against Christian McCaffrey. And it's hard picking against Justin Fields with already this head start. But I do not like Brees Hall, Darren Waller, and Dalvin Cook as a trio. Where I do think Jalen Hurts has the ability to catch up in this matchup. I'm going to take Fitch. I'm going to take Fitch. He's got uh, kind of those Thursday night blues already looking down. But he's got a good lineup this week. Um, I... I love I love the Eagles against the Rams. I think it's gonna be a very high scoring affair. Uh, Rams Rams are pretty are not great. I feel like against the run, maybe that's just if that's in terms of fantasy purposes or just me watching my eyeball tests. I feel like this is a, uh, Rams are a team where you can run on them. You got two of DeAndre Swift that has just been pretty spectacular since he's first on the scene, given the injuries that happened in Week One. And Jalen Hurst, I feel like it's a big spot for both of those guys. I think Fitch is going to have a little bit of a comeback here, take the winning, and he's going to go to 5-0. and Let's go over the uh, to the other 4-0 team, the notorious 4-0, going up against Meet the Robinson, who is 1-3. We have Meet the Robinson with a little bit of a head start, 38 points, but that's coming off the back of three players. Not a great outing. Sam Howell really cashed in late. He had 25 points. Pretty awesome move considering that he had Justin Herbert on by. One of those go to the well, pick out your favorite quarterback, roll with them. He went with the strategy is I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off now. I'm going to go with a Thursday night quarterback. And then especially what you've been seeing out of the Chicago Bears, defense was there, but their defense looked pretty stout. And Sam Howell struggled for a good portion of the game, but still able to finish it out with 25 points. You're going to give him that. Brian Robinson, I felt, felt like this was kind of a plus matchup for Brian Robinson, but given that the defense of Chicago Bears really kind of kicked it into high gear pretty early in the game. They kind of limited them. Ryan Robinson couldn't get much going. Saw a lot of Antonio Gibson in this game. Uh, a couple of big Antonio Gibson, though. He had one big drop in the backfield that, God, if you're a Brian Robinson owner and you're watching that game and you're saying, dude, get this bum out of the game. But Brian Robinson was in there. He had some carries. Um, felt like not... Not the biggest workload that he normally did. Only six carries, four ca- six carries, and four four receptions. This is not going to do it. Brian Robinson is a volume god. You're not getting that volume. You're not getting that production. Case in point: Terry Corn, slow night. Uh, only five targets, four catches. Made do with everything he can. He looked frustrated at times, but Washington as a whole looked frustrated. I mean, you can a forty burger put on you at home. It's going to be a frustrating uh, outing, and it's going to hurt your fantasy output. But Sam Sam Howell at least kind of brought it up. But now hitting a projected hold out of 100. Meet Robinson's going to need big games. He's going to need a big game from Bijan Robinson going up against Houston. That's within a division matchup. Houston uh, really shut down Pittsburgh last week. But um, I kept saying, oh, Houston's this great defense, Jake. And Jake keeps telling me, it's like, what are you talking about? They're giving up a lot of points. And I don't know what to expect. This Atlanta team has been stagnant at times. They're very uh, predictable with their offensive scheme. Houston is coming off a game where they just blitzkrieged, blitzkrieged 
Pittsburgh and uh, took an early lead and kind of dictated that game, making uh, Kenny Pickett one-dimensional th- with throwing. I can kind of see a similar similar situation here. If Houston gets off to a hot start against Atlanta, I can see them holding that lead. And um, where I do like, though, with Meet the Robinsons, though, Bijan's a guy that they're going to include in the backfield as a pass-catching guy. He's one of the more – he is the more dynamic players on that team. Um, Desmond Ritter stinks. And any chance you get the ball on Bijan's hand, whether it's in a blowout or having him as a traditional runner, you're going to take it. I think Bijan's floor is pretty safe here, regardless of the outcome of the actual game. Calvin Ridley, what are you going to get? I talked about it. Is he the number one, the two, or the three? Pretty much a coin flip in every match. You're going up against Buffalo and London. Cash one in last weekend in London. Meet the Robinson is looking for another one because that's going to be, uh, he's going to need all the points he can get. Jake Ferguson is kind of just Jake Ferguson. Um, I feel like you always want, you always are happy with Dallas, Dallas tight ends. Um, you're looking at outings right now of two, eight, seven, and eleven, but he is the number eight tight end in all of fantasy football. That's a tight end landscape, people. You, it is what it is. In the flex spot, DeAndre Hopkins, fiftieth ranked. He's, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know. And looking at his bench. I see Michael Wilson. I see Hunter Henry. I see Kenneth Gainwell. I see Cam Akers. Michael Wilson's interesting because last week in that San Francisco matchup, he had seven targets, seven catches, two touchdowns, 76 yards. I mean, honestly, I'm hoping for that for Nuke. They're they're the same guys. Now, it's different. It's different. It's difficult. You look at DeAndre Hopkins. You see him in your lineup, and you think about... Houston Texans, DeAndre. You already seeing Arizona, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But this isn't the same player, not by any stretch of the mag- imagination. And w- crazy enough, I at this point of the juxtaposition, I'd rather have Josh Dobbs as my as my quarterback facilitating an offense than whatever bum that's currently throwing uh, it, Tannehill or whatever rookie or whoever. So Michael Wilson, I think, is the play in this matchup. In division going to go, going up against Indianapolis, I don't know if Indianapolis was their defense was a product of the Rams' inefficiency in that second half, but second half they shut down the Rams. Rams can't do anything. Um, Michael Wilson, Arizona going against Cincy. That Cincy team just gave up a ton of points to this Tennessee offense and isn't good. Really, all the points came on the back of Derrick Henry as he was moving the ball. I like the quarterback better with Michael Wilson. I like the matchup better. And um, that would be my pick. Me personally, that's I think that would be my pick instead of DeAndre Hopkins. Chiefs defense, get him out of the lineup. Chiefs defense, I am worried in that Minnesota matchup. Sparks are going to be flying. Harrison, Bucker, whatever. Who cares? Kickers. The Notorious, 4-0. Tua, starting quarterback, going against the New York Giants. You start anyone against Giants. Anyone. Take them. Doesn't even matter. Him and Tyreek, both on his team. What a... It's going to be so nice after the 10 o'clock window seeing that your team already scored 60. It's going to be a great matchup for that. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs got a little bit going this last week against the Chargers. I mean, not just a little. He had 23 points. 23 points, um, eight catches. I don't. I cannot see a world where that is going to continue that much, that amount of targets, but um, have not looked into the report who's going to be starting quarterback, but if you're rolling out with the rookie again, Maybe, and it's not like uh, 
it's not like it's completely out of this world. His target, his target share uh, this year, two, five, three, and eight. So definitely, there's a focal point uh, getting him involved in the passing game. Check down option, even with Jimmy G, that's still always an option. Um, but still, if you're Josh Jacobs, you've been riding with in the last three weeks. You got a big week last week, uh, 24 points. Against Chargers, that defense is a little suspect. Green Bay is a little bit better, but you're at home. It's a good matchup. Isaiah Pacheco against Minnesota. Like I always say with Pacheco, Pacheco's the the most perfect option if uh, Casey's leading. Give him the ball. Once they have a lead, he'll he'll run like a jackrabbit for about thirty touches. I don't know what the what the line is. I don't know what what to expect in this Minnesota matchup. Um, Minnesota's looked terrible. Uh, they're often sputtered in that Carolina game last week. We were still able to pull it ahead, but I don't know. I feel like these are the games that Kirk Cousins wakes wakes up for. So I'm interested to see Pacheco, but what you saw last week, you got to start him. Uh, Trey loves his Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is in the lineup as well. Struggled last week, but we're going to chalk that up to the rookie quarterback. I think if, if uh, Garoppolo is in there, I'd feel pretty comfortable rolling him out. We got what else we got here? We got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's just the number one tight end. You you have to play him. And really, the number one tight end is coming off the back of a twenty-two outing in week two. You got to roll him. There's no other options. And Christian Watson. Christian Watson. I mean, hamstring. He had four targets last week in that Detroit matchup. Had two catches, twenty-five yards. Drafted him to be the number one option in Green Bay. That Green Bay offense took a little bit later, took a little bit to wake up in that Thursday night matchup. But once it woke up, I mean, look, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good offense. And Chris Watson, number one guy, you roll with it. Biggest question, and uh, I think if there's any chance, if there's any chance this gets close, given to the Thursday night outings for Meet the Robinson. It may come back. It may come down to Tua versus Josh Allen. Uh, Torres has both of these guys. He's going to be starting Tua this week. Josh Allen is going to be on his bench going up against Jacksonville. Projections are projections. Um, I like the matchup. I like his decision going with Tua um, over Josh Allen in in London against Jacksonville. I think that Giants team has showed nothing, not anything in terms of inspiring defense. Tua and Miami is coming off kind of just a a beatdown in that Buffalo matchup. I can see the offense. If that offense is for real, they're going to make it work against this Giants team at home. And with all that said, I'm going to be taking the Notorious in this matchup against Meet the Robinsons. Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, kind of big stinkers this week. And Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins, if he decides to roll him out, I am not high on those guys. I like the notorious lineup as a whole. Jacoby Myers gets me a little nervous, but it's bye week. What are you going to do? Maybe even make the decision. Yeah, it's bye weeks. What are you going to do? There's not much you can really do there. So, But overall, Tua, Josh Allen, Isaiah, and Tyreek Hill, I love that four. That four will – I think those fours are going to have great outings, and I think those great outings are going to prepare, uh, propel the notorious two, five, and oh. Let's go to my matchup. The cat hashtag claws up is two and two going against team mercy. A I'm starting off negative points, negative two. Um, the commanders had negative two points. 
I picked them up late. My, I think whoever my starting defense is, was, it was the Phillies, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I dropped them two weeks ago, and I'm still regretting it. But I picked up a, a defense. I went with the commander's defense thinking, you know what, whatever Bears magic that happened this last week in terms of their offense correcting it was just an aberration. Though This commander's defense has been decent. Um, so I'm going to roll with them. What a horrible decision that was because now it puts me behind the eight ball. I'm searching for I'm searching for points, but I like my lineup this week. Anthony Richardson against Tennessee. That Tennessee team is not inspiring at all. Anthony Rich, Richardson definitely inspires me, inspires some confidence in me, given that matchup against the Rams. His ability to uh, make big plays down the field, touchdowns uh, with his legs. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Saquon Barkley. Big question mark. Questionable going into this game against the Miami Dolphins. He said, we're looking at the report. Thursday practice remain limited. I got to watch the report. Maybe Friday. Friday, I get another limited. At least I put some questionable. I, I, gosh, I hope he plays. It's a big question mark. I think a lot of fantasy football owners are hoping the same thing. So Derek Henry got back on track this last week. I'm hoping for that to continue going against Indianapolis that I mentioned last week. PFF rated them as statistically the worst team in football. And Derrick Henry, this last outing against Cleveland. Yes. No, they put the Bengals. Last matchup against the Bengals. Hopefully got the wheels wheels turning in that guy. And that offense, knowing that, hey, we got to lean on him. Tajay Spears has continued to be involved. I think he got the most touches that he's had this year so it's a two back uh two running back backfield but derrick henry just give him the ball marquise brown put in another big effort against uh san francisco um 10 cat uh, he had 10 targets seven catches for 96 yards no touchdown but like i mentioned in that last matchup with sam howell not sam howell um deandre hopkins josh dobbs he's moving that offense and i don't want every piece in there but i'll take marquise brown Marquise Brown continues to be a high-volume guy that if I can fall in for a touchdown, especially in the Cincinnati matchup at home, uh, I like where it's at. Jalen Waddell, where are you, buddy? After that trade, he's he's been hurt, and then he came back, only five targets, four catches. In that Buffalo game, he's going up against the Giants. I want every piece in that Miami, Dol- Miami uh, Dolphins offense, especially this weekend. George Kittle coming off a one-point outing. You just got to have to roll with him. My sneaky pick... Uh, maybe not so sneaky, but I'm be rolling in my flex spot with Jaleel McLaughlin. Now I know I butchered his name last week, but um, I'm gonna roll with him. I said he had juice. He's going to go up against the Jets defense that looked good, but but Pacheco definitely had some uh areas to run on them, and Jaleel seems kind of similar in the same mold, kind of uh, breakaway speed hit. See one hole, run right through it. Uh, hope for a miracle. I don't want to play Najee Harris. That's the reason why I'm playing him. I don't want to play Najee Harris. Not one bit. Mentioned commander's defense minus two. Blake Groupie is on the road. It's not in a dome. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. On my bench, got Chris Godwin on by. Jordan Addison is available. Uh, Kind of my two sleepers that I have that I'm interested in. Ronnie Rivers is a late pickup. I know Kyron William popped a little bit on, on questionable. So maybe maybe that's an option for instead of Jaleel. 
if there's any sort of injury that arises. But one I'm excited about, him being reinstated, that I'm going to hold on to the next couple weeks, Jamison Williams, stud uh, first-round wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, has been reinstated from his suspension. And I'm going to wait and see. He uh, definitely has a talent, probably one of the fastest guys in the field. That that element of the Lions offense isn't there yet. Jared Goff isn't really the best downfield thrower, but I'm, I'm saying talent alone. I think it's just an interesting hole to have. And and then I and then IR Keaton Mitchell, I don't know what it is. You just hearing a lot of reports that he was slated for some sort of a role heading into this season. Uh, but the injury that knocked him out right before uh season started, put him on the IR. I'm gonna hold on to him. That's kind of it with my team. Team Mercier, though, Kirk Cousins, you gotta start him. You have to start him in this matchup. Any matchup against KC where you're expecting you're expecting a lot of points. Especially a guy like Kirk Cousins that he's got a knack. He's got a knack for winning these games. 125 window, right in that window where everyone's probably taking their nap or getting ready for Sunday night football plans. This is Kirk Cousins' primetime window is that 125. So you got to roll him out. Joe Mixon, uh, Devin Singletary, probably I want to say two of the more boring running backs out there. Not the biggest flash, but two of the more productive and like safe bets you can get. Green Bay, uh, Green Bay last matchup with David Montgomery went off. There's no way rest of the season Sam puts him on his puts uh, David Montgomery on the bench unless it's, unless it's an injury. Joe Mixon, top 20. Uh, top 20 this year, last week in that matchup against Tennessee was kind of crap. That offense looks so bad, but even then, 14 carries. 14 carries average about five five yards per carry. Pretty consistent. You just got to look for a touchdown going up against Arizona where I see Arizona being Arizona putting out a good fight. I don't see it being such a bloodbath and uh, and as separated as it was last week for Cincy, so Definitely opportunities there. Stefan Diggs, Brandon Ayuk. What 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 great wide receivers are those? Stefan uh Stephon Diggs in Jacksonville, you're gonna load them up. Brandon Ayuk is probably as as sure as a as a bet that you can get in terms of a wide receiver in terms of a floor. Um injured week three, but this past week against Arizona, six catches off six targets, 148 yards. You're gonna have that continue. I believe against this Dallas defense, I feel like I feel like San Francisco has so many weapons that whatever corners or defense you can put on them, um, you got to defend the run because of Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk's going to pick up chunk plays all day. Uh, you got to defend. You got to defend uh, Brandon Ayuk. You then you got Debo running around there. Hell, I hope George Kittle is wide open in this matchup. So tough defense to tough deep. Uh, Tough offense to guard, even for this Dallas team that has been a knack for just takeaways and scoring points. But you always got to assume that Brandon Ayuk's going to score. Zach Ertz, whatever. Alexander Madison is in the flex spot. We're looking at her bench, and there's really not anything I like. Zach Moss is questionable as a decision because you don't know the status of Jonathan Taylor. Josh Reynolds, I don't know why he's on a team. Um, Brandon Cooks, Captain Cooks, hasn't really showed hasn't really showed that much or literally anything uh, that he can be any sort of a viable wide receiver going forward, but or remains to be seen. T Higgins looks to be pro- leaning towards doubtful or out in this upcoming matchup. So 
Alexander Madison, she's going to roll him out there in that KC matchup. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. What's Cam Akers' status? That's really what it comes down to with Alexander Madison. So, predictions, 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 predictions. Teamers, yay, first the cat, hashtag claws up. I am going to take, I'm going to take Sam's team. I'm going to take Sam's team because even whatever questions I have about Alexander Madison, uh, it's much better option than Julia uh, McLaughlin. And I like her matchups more. She's got a lot of home games. Uh, she's got a she's got a Sunday game. That's going to be kind of cool waking up to see. Or uh, she's got the London game. It's going to be kind of cool seeing. Hopefully, Stefan has a dud, but I don't see it. Uh, Kirk Cousins against Casey, I think, is going to be gangbusters. Um David Montgomery, I think, is going to continue to succeed as a running back in that Detroit Lions offense, which is just predicated on predicated on just having a plethora of options there. And David Montgomery just David, David Montgomery just has such good juice that that fifteen projection, I see him soaring over that. And I um that minus two hurts because I feel like I have a pretty consistent lineup. I feel like I can probably scratch about a hundred this week. But the big playability of Team Mercier um, puts her over the top. So I'm going to be taking Team Mercier in this matchup. Let's go to our matchup of the week. Rum Rudders 3-1 going up, up against the Law Dogs 0-4. There's nothing sexy about this matchup. There really isn't. But while I'm solo hosting this podcast... Law Dogs is the matchup I want to watch every single week because the Law Dogs is the only team, or well, Phil as the owner, is the only team that has um, went a complete season without registering a win. So since we're at 0-4, that's going to be a storyline until something happens. And this week, with his lineup, going back to CJ Stroud against Atlanta, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that Atlanta matchup. Um, on the road in Atlanta, if Atlanta can kind of get the running game going against Houston, that besides last week, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that their defensive output against Pittsburgh is more predicated on just the lack of offense that Pittsburgh has as a whole. Um, but that Houston offense is a no joke either. But it's going to come down to who can kind of dominate their their offensive game plan first because it's really going to predicate um, it's really going to predicate what offensive output CJ Stroud's going to have. Atlanta holds on to the ball. If they start running the ball and they start moving down the field and start eating up clock, it kills teams, kills fantasy output. So I'm interested on that. Jameer Gibbs, I'm not interested on that. I'm so out on Jameer Gibbs as well, however, however much uh, my partner Jake is out on Najee Harris, I'm almost as equally out on Jameer Gibbs because I keep mentioning the talent is there, the situation's not. Devon Arcane is in a lineup after Phil spent $88 on him two weeks ago, one week too late, but it's never too late, especially in this matchup against the Giants. Jamar Chase needs to get it figured out. And it's not Jamar Chase. It's obviously Joe Burrow in that Cincinnati offense. But you got you got a uh, preseason looking at the schedule. Week five, you're in Arizona. Would have been just the juiciest of juiciest of juiciest matchups. 
But now the way that this offense has started out and the way that Arizona has been playing, it's not so sexy. But Jamar Chase is the second best wide receiver still in all football. And Joe Burrow's latest report coming out said that he's feeling pretty healthy. So maybe something's going to change. Maybe with all that investment that Law Dogs made in Jamar Chase is the reason. Is the reason why his team has gotten off to such a slow start. So Phil's pulling for that. Amon Ross St. Brown, auto start. Mark Andrews, auto start. Sam Laporta is going double tight ends. Double tight ends. Uh, Mark Andrews, number three tight end in all of football. Big outing last week with two touchdowns. Sam Laporta, probably the most fun tight end you could have. Um, number two ranked down week last week. Had some big catches, though. Um, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it considering that Javante Williams looks like he's going to be out, so that's not even an option. I'm looking at Jared McKinnon. Who cares? Tank Bigsby. Who cares? He did not play Khalil Herbert, who had a seven-point outing, and his other top running back, Kenneth Walker. So whether it's by necessity, him rolling out double tight ends, um, I don't hate it. Um, Yeah, not at all. He is rolling out Bengals defense, though, against Arizona, against uh, Arizona this week, which projections, they mean nothing. Projections have it at 4.9 points. I, I just, I hate looking at that. But... Rum Runners, Jordan Love. Packers, great. Rum Runners, favorite team. He rolled out with Jordan Love against the um, on the road against Vegas. Tony Pollard against San Francisco. I don't know what you're going to get. I don't know. That's one game I can't pick. I, I have no I have no earthly idea how that game's going to go. I Part of me wants to say San Francisco blows them out. If I have to be like over declarative with how I'm leading to that game. Probably taking San Francisco. Um, and Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard definitely had a slow week last week in that blowout game uh, against New England. If if you if you want to read into anything, he we're looking at points these last four weeks, 21, 21 16, 13, 7. So uh, were you expecting like a four-point outing against San Francisco? Obviously not, but um he needs to get back up to that uh, carry count that he had in week two, week three, 25, 23 uh, this past week. Only had 11. So we'll see. I mean, he's top one of the top running backs. So you set it and forget it. Setting and forgetting is pretty much his whole lineup. Uh, Travis Etienne against Buffalo. D- uh, Devontae Adams against Green Bay. Revenge game. The bummer is not in Lambeau, but you'll take a revenge game anytime you can get it. Devontae Adams. It really just comes down to who's throwing him the ball. I wish I would have looked this up before we started this recording, but it is what it is. Avante Smith, please. I, I, this is my inner monologue for every Devonte Smith owner. Please throw it to Devonte Smith, not AJ Brown. So it's the gamble you roll with. It's kind of like what I'm dealing with as a uh, Jalen Waddle owner. You, you just, you just flip a coin. Who goes off each game? You gotta hope it's your guy, Luke Musgraves. I don't. It's funny that Nick is going back with him after he had him last week and is complaining about his concussion that knocks him out of the game last week. It was all rattled about that. But he's gonna go roll with him because can't roll Kyle Pitts. That's we have to say with every matchup. In the flex spot, we look at Devo Smith, uh, Devo Samuel, and looking at the bench, James Connor. 
James Conner over Devo looks pretty good, Nick. I know James Conner had sort of a down week last week, only having six points, but you're taking eleven. You're taking a f- five. You're taking five yards for carry uh, in a game that's going to be a lot closer, especially against Cincinnati last week. They put against San Francisco, where they were they were behind pretty quick in that game, and he still got involved. Still was able to make do on his attempts. Um, I said, I don't want Kyle Pitts. Surprised Gabe Davis hasn't been inserted in his lineup yet for all the kind of big touchdowns that he's had. But I don't know. That's a tough one between Debo and Debo and uh, James Conner. Debo is currently questionable. He's got a little bit of a rib, rib injury. I don't know. That'd be a tough one for me. Uh, looks like Debo's at Sunday night. So he kind of has the kind of has a decision to make around the like 1230 at the end of the 10 o'clock window games uh, since James Conner starts at one. So we'll see. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play this projection who I think is going to win just based off their starting lineups right now. And I am going to take, I'm going to take my boy Phil here. I'm going to take the, the, the underdog of all underdogs. I like CJ Stroud over Jordan Love. I hate Jameer Gibbs, but I also hate Tebow at this at this juncture. I mean, if if Brandon Ayuk's out there, you can't start Debo, which is insane. But Debo, obviously, you do start him because it's Debo Samuel, and you want to be anywhere on that Niners offense. But still, um, no. But I love Jamar Chase. I love Arcane. I love Amon Ra. I love his matchups. I love his matchups more. I got too many question marks over here on Run Runner side. Questions about Debo. I. I have questions that I'm still trying to figure out if Luke Musgraves is a football player. I'm not sure. Questions about uh, Devontae Smith and Devontae Adams. And I have questions about Devontae Smith's role in the offense. Is he going to roll on the right side of the bed and be the main focal point? And I have questions about quarterback situation in Las Vegas. So with all those questions, I'm taking Law Dog. He's going to get his first win of the year. I don't like the pressure of being host of the Baki bets section. Um, I'm not going to go over, over pick by pick what Jake made and all that, but I will say Baki went three and one last week and it would have been four and oh, if Patrick Mahomes would have just strolled right into that end zone, but he didn't. And he got the dub for his team, but not for us, but 3-1. You're going to take that any day of the week. I had Jake send me over his picks, so I'm going to go through them real quick. First one, San Francisco minus 3.5. Now, if I had to get inside Bucky's mind here, is Dallas' team as a whole isn't really that inspiring. That, that Patriots win last week came off the back of their defense and just the incompetency of the New England Patriots that have been this year, but I'm looking at games that game and I'm looking at the Giants game and I see them just rolling over two just inferior opponents. San Francisco San Francisco is the real deal. And while um while I've been hyping up Arizona's offense in their last matchup against San Francisco, they've just been blowing teams out of the water. Even that Rams matchup that I watched through and through. Um, Rams played just 
the best possible football they they could possibly play, and there was still a touchdown score away. Uh, San Francisco minus three is his is his first pick, and I I'll take that. I like that one. Second pick under Cincinnati Arizona forty four and a half. Fireworks are expected in this matchup, but Cincinnati's offense has not been there, not one bit. And Arizona has played a very inspired football as of late, especially this last week and uh, the game against the Cowboys that when they're at home, like in that Cowboys matchup, they shut up and I'm looking at Jake's. I'm, I'm imagining Jake here thinking this love that they're giving Cincinnati to kind of correct it against the Arizona teams not going to be there. So points are going to be low in that matchup until Cincinnati proves it. Um, so he's taking the under in Cincinnati, Arizona, 44 and a half. And his third one, he's not doing four, doing three this week. Third one is the under in the New England Patriots game and the New Orleans Saints. This one's pretty simple. Saints offense is just in a flux. What what are we seeing out of it? What question marks? How hurt is Derek Carr? Uh, Alan Kamara's in the offense. What? How are we going to get him involved? We're going to throw 11 balls at him. Like that's not that's not how it's going to work. And definitely there's some frustrations that Mac Jones in that offense. Uh, Bill Belichick is wiping away all the just I don't even know what's on his face that we saw in that close up last week. But both these offenses just stink. 30, 38 and a half, I believe, was the number that Jake sent me. 39 and a half seems like a big number. I can see. Uh, Personally, I can see, I, I don't know. It's tough for me to see either team cracking 20 in this matchup. So I like to lean on that. As a recap, San Francisco minus three and a half. Under Cincinnati, Arizona, 44 and a half. And then under New England and New Orleans Saints at 39 and a half. Now it is time for my underdog pick of the week. And I hit mine. I hit mine with flying colors last week. I took Houston Texans as a as the home doggy and they won outright by like a million points it seems like so i'm looking at the board some very interesting picks so i roll with houston again at plus one and a half against atlanta looks too easy i'm scared about that one and then i'm looking at the board and i'm thinking you know what arizona i like arizona um arizona being at home last time i saw them at home they were able to take out the cowboys they are three-point underdogs at home. And you know what? I think I'm going to talk myself into that. My underdog pick of the week is going to be the Arizona Cardinals against Cincinnati Bengals. Like I said in Jake's um, Jake's betting section, I've seen nothing, not anything, from this Cincinnati Bengals offense. They're unable to protect Joe Burrow. The defense just looks bad. They gave up a good amount of points to a a really uh, confused offense with the Tennessee Titans last week. Give me the give me the road. Give me the home doggies. Uh, minus three. I'm taking Arizona for my underdog pick of the week, and we're gonna cash that one, baby. And we'll uh, hopefully next week or next episode we'll talk to Jake and he'll actually explain his leans. But hopefully I kind of got in his head a little bit and I can explain his thought process in that. So we got our three bets. We got my underdog pick of the week. Good luck, everyone. And that is it for this latest Northside Story podcast episode. I'm your host, Blake Miller. I'm hoping my boy, Jake Bakke, is feeling a little bit better. And we'll be able to see him on the next episode. And as always, if you're listening to this for the first time 
or if you're stopping by the Instagram or watching the videos that I post, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I expect nothing and I appreciate everything. Thank you and have a good night. Or I guess morning, whenever you listen to this.